Welcome. Another week has gone by. We're here. Welcome to Nerd Cognito. I'm Ryan David. And I'm just Mike. He is just Mike because he doesn't have a better fucking name. How's your week going, Mike? Ah, it's going. It's getting off to a slow and grinding start. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at another trimester starting here. New batch of students, new batch of of young minds to mold. As frightening as that sounds. When does that start off for you? Uh, Friday. Friday of this week. So it's It's going to be. They pick a Friday to start? Well, the, the, the date starts Friday. I'll probably start classes on Monday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this week, uh, taking a look at a bunch of stuff. We've got a double board game week this week. So we're going to take a look at Abomination. You remember Abomination. Got our asses kicked. Um, And uh, what did we play? We just played one. Player or something. Yeah, Role Player Adventures. So we'll give our thoughts on two of those. Uh, We'll break it up. We'll put the news in between the two board games. Um, Man. Computer problems this week, huh, Mike? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because I was listening to last week's episode here, and then it just went out, and I'm like, oh, I think Ryan screwed up. Ryan's yeah, well, that, of I, course, I the first that. thing you go Ryan. to is Ryan <laughs> fucked up. Ryan screwed up again. But now my, uh, you know, it's either my speakers blue or maybe the connection into my computer for audio has blown. But I don't I don't know which one it is. So now I'm just using my headset. Thankfully, I have some volume. I'll tell you what really sucks is listening to porn with a headset on. Well, that's gotta that's gotta be awkward. I mean, <laughs> yanking the crank with a headset on—that just feels weird. Yeah, especially when it's wired. You know, the wire gets in the way. Oh, brother, so step brother, why are you wearing those headphones, step brother? <laughs> so yeah, I haven't solved that problem. So uh, I I. I, I discovered a new porn goddess this week, now that you mention it. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Brandy Braids. Oh, I already know about her. Uh, oh, I don't I, know. I, I feel bad that I haven't put you onto that, actually. I cannot believe that that one slipped through the cracks. Mm, yeah, she's uh, she's fun to watch. She, she, she has a good time. She yeah. is your average girl, I would say. Nothing super, you know, great about her. She's not like a porn star looking person. She looks like a normal girl, but man, she knows how to she knows how to take one. She she might dethrone my current porn goddess. In fact, I'm pretty sure she will dethrone my current porn goddess, uh Adra Ray. Did you ever check out Adra? I'd have to I'd have to pull up the name. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll have to pull that up. Uh, she started out as you know the the every girl. I guess I guess that's the type we're we're looking at now. Um, but she turned into like total slutty porn star, which which because of the dynamic that she shifted, it, it just you know it, it lost the funny. appeal. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh it's funny that you mentioned Brandy Braids because um she might have been my last uh, jerk off session. Oh well, I'm. T- was I can't even remember. Was it no? No, I think it was just random, randomness. Whatever. Yeah, Andrea Ray looks good. Yeah, I don't whatever know who that is. She she does, but she she turned into absolute porn star from Girl Next Door. So yeah, uh, it'll happen to Brandy as well. So I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will, but. One thing that won't happen is I still won't pay a dime to OnlyFans. So that's right. 
Yeah, I had some computer issues too. Nice segue out of our jerk off. Yeah, you might um, want to maybe cut that segment. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my cooler went on my main PC, and uh, that's why we're recording late. Uh, we'll still we'll still drop on time as long as you know. I get some shit done here, but yeah, my cooler went. I was afraid I was going to fry my processor because I've been running it overclocked, not grossly overclocked, but reasonably overclocked for almost two years now. So when the cooling went, I don't know. It's a it's a good thing that uh, the little man wanted to play some video pinball and uh, it's safety shut down for temperature. So I think that saved me. Well, when I was at your place last weekend, yeah, it was sounding pretty bad. Yeah? yeah. We thought it, it was, was just the fan or whatever, but yeah, it was, it was in bad shape. It's loud, it was definitely louder than mine. Oh, it, it was it was ugly, and now it's silent as can be. So so, would you, so you just replaced the, the cooler. You would have to put some of that uh, – I, I don't know what that's called. You're going to put that, uh, like that liquid thing on there to make sure that the cooler doesn't fry the – CPU? Yeah, yeah. I'm just air-cooled. Um, liquid cooling still frightens the hell out of me because I don't like the idea of water running through my rig. Um, but uh, I I replaced the heat sink and the fan and, and just put a whole new cooler on. I was, you got that uh, quick, though. You ordered those parts. You got They came to your house really quick. Next day, man. The evil yeah. Amazon. So, yeah. uh, by the way, you know, support the evil amazon and sp- support us here at nerdcognito uh, audible.com is one of our sponsors go to nerdcognito.com click on support the show and check out the audible you know it's it's coming to the reason for the season cthulhu time i mean christmas time and uh, an audible gift certificate or an audible gift subscription is definitely the way to go and we would appreciate it if you'd buy it through our link because you know hey we do need to get mike another mic uh your levels are still a little low bro i don't know what to say man just uh, natural. That's my natural voice. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, and that's just the way it is. I'm looking at that mic because you know I get the beauty of looking at mic while it's we right talk by about my mouth. This. Yeah, you right got to pretend your brandy braids and pretend that mic is a big old cock. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, that's why. Yeah, I just look at us it. both <laughs> clearing our throat at the same time. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Amazon came through. Uh, one day shipping. I ordered some uh, case fans, too, because if I'm going to push this old girl to give me another year, I want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And uh, the case fans did not come through. They were supposed to arrive today, and they were shipped with Amazon Logistics, and, of course, they lost the fucking package. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It happens most often with uh with Amazon logistics always late when the Amazon guys themselves are delivering it. Mm, I very rarely have uh had shipping problems with Amazon. Usually pretty good. Well, our post office where I live kind of sucks donkey dick and usually it's the post office's problem, but this time it it definitely was Amazon logistic. You know, we bought a a, a large piece of equipment for the wife's business. And they lost it twice. And we're, we're talking four digits 
uh, cost of, of this piece of equipment. They lost it twice. Still don't know what happened to it. They ended up sending us a third one, and wow. that one finally made it to us. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, it sucks. You're talking about Amazon and shipping and stuff and computers. It's like I really want to build a new rig and upgrade my rig. But, man, all this pricing, I don't know. Yeah, now, like now's not the time, man. No, I, I know. When is going to be the time is the question. When is well, that, that's the thing. Who knows? There's still – did you uh, did you look at the pictures off the ports on the West Coast? There are, oh, no. But, I know, yeah, I know it's bad. The ships container are just lined, ships. Containers. Just, yeah doing circles and they can't unload the goddamn ships and that's that's crushing us uh we were talking stocks off the air and i I told you i wanted to pick up one of those uh one of the shippers and i i'm just i'm i'm too cheap i want them to to drop a little bit more well everything the whole stock market seems to be overpriced right now but i've been saying that for a while and it still keeps running so yeah we're definitely overbought we're definitely overbought, and I'm I'm trying to to bottom fish with with some of the uh, some of the choices. Well, Brandy, you bumped into your cock. <laughs> oh, Brandy! I heard that. Hey, stepdad, can you help me try out this condom? It's like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> I, I can't even segue out of that one. Um, no, we we should build a computer. If look, the question is. Are you going to have to do it in the next 12 months? If the answer is yes, we might as well do it because it's only going to get more expensive. The only thing is getting the GPU. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't think I necessarily need anything. My computer is – if I can figure out this uh, speaker stuff, maybe it's just a speaker. I think it's going to be fine. I don't really do too much with my computer. I don't have it overclocked. should be fine. But uh, it's more just want, 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 want. I think I have a 980 in here. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a couple generations old. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still oh, yeah. running the uh, 1070, and it's it's doing me well. And I, uh, you know, I don't want to pay an arm and a leg. Well, I for- even looked at the older, like the 2080 Ti's, which were top of the line, but were still kind of top of the line before these the new three series came out. But they still are super expensive to get a 2080 they are it's it's those miners man it's yeah they fuck this all they're 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 killing it i i think i would be happy with the 3060 but again you know 400 hundred dollar graphics card and i don't want to is that how much the 3060 costs normally i guess you're saying uh yeah before all the markups and shit like that yeah i was going to do the 3000 series i think i'd go 3080 the 3080 ti just do it all yeah, I don't know that the cliff of obsolescence is really big, especially on the eighty series. Is it though? I mean, the twenty eighties is still the the best cards out there before these new ones came out. I'm still using a nine eighty. You're still, like they last forever, man. You can use those things forever. They do, but they like I'm starting to hit the wall um, with my card, especially running four K. Yeah, but that 3080's got to be able to run 4K lovely. Absolutely. I, I'm almost considering almost considering doing the 4K option through GeForce Now, but it's there's not the the complete gaming library. Although GeForce Now did save my ass when 
I almost had gaming withdrawal <laughs> when my cooler went down because I was still able to play. You said, hey, I saw you on. How, how'd you do that? And GeForce Now, man. Founders so you paid price for a life. subscription fee for that, right? Yeah, I got in. I, I tried to tell you about it. I think you, you did. You weren't you weren't having it. I got in on the founders price, which is twenty five bucks every six months. Yeah, and uh, that'll stream ten eighty p at sixty frames per second for most things. And is that a a fixed price forever? That for you, they they locked it in for life. As long as I'm a paying subscriber, I can even go up to the to the four k option, and I can still go back down to that price, which I thought was very generous of Nvidia. Because what is the normal price for a regular person? Fifteen a month or something? Uh, I believe it is a hundred bucks a year. Okay, whatever that works out to. Yeah, I you know I don't know. I have uh, I have an Xbox and I I pay that subscription fifteen bucks a month for that subscription, and I barely use it. I use it here and there, so it's like how many subscriptions do I need? I'm not 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 worth it for me, dude. We got to get you off monthly billing for Xbox, man. I never did monthly billing. What do you, you do? Can, what do you mean? You can pick annual? up those. Yeah, you can pick up those twelve month gift cards for annual. Yeah. Uh, sometimes as low as forty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. What for an annual one? For an annual one? No. No way. Yes. Not yes. for the new. Not for the Game Pass. No way. No, I think I since know. they did the Game Pass, I don't think you're going to see those deals anymore. When it was just the Xbox Gold. Yeah. When it was Xbox Live. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but now with the Xbox. Uh, Whatever it's called, the Game Pass. There's no. I don't think you're going to see deals like that. But I do it monthly, or at least I set it up monthly because there was a period of time I wasn't even playing, so I just canceled it. Like I didn't want to sign up for 12 months and then be like two months in. Oh, I'm not even going to play my Xbox and then pay it out. So I just do it monthly. See, I remember when the uh, Game Pass launched and the prodigal daughter was living with us, and she had the Game Pass. It just. Uh, I didn't see the value, but I know they've started cranking out some AAA titles. Oh yeah, I mean they, I mean, if you're not into racing games, fine. But that Forza Horizon Five just came out; it's on there. All the Bethesda games are on there, which by itself is great. Right. Um, so now are you- they they put a lot of stuff out there. Honestly, even that that zombie game that came out that people were playing for a while that I don't care about that's on there, you know, for free. So I think it's actually worth it. If you just want to try out a bunch of different games, and there are some good games on there, and I think once you download them, they stay with you, even if they get rid of them off Game Pass. I'm not sure how that works. I, I read that they'll stay with your account, but you have to have active Game Pass to access them. Same right. as same right, as right. the old games with gold thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's it's pretty valuable. Fifteen bucks a month. I mean, even if you get one game out of it for a month, it's worth it. Why do you have to buy the game, you know? So I think it, I think they're doing pretty good things there. I know people say PlayStation has all these, uh, you know, top-rated titles, exclusive, co- you know, stuff coming out. And I think that's that's good as well. But Xbox for just free gaming, a bunch of different titles, trying out a bunch of different things, playing it anywhere. I think you can play it now on a on a phone or some shit. You, like you download the Xbox app, you can play on your phone. You don't even have to be in front of your Xbox. That's great if you're traveling or in an airport or, right. or something like that. I um, completely lost my train of thought. I subscribed to Humble Choice and have for a while. I've sent you a few games through that. Uh, by the way, the one game a long time ago, I sent you a key through there that never worked. Yeah, there was one that didn't work. 
Uh, I forget which game it was. So, uh, something similar happened with Douglas this month, and I might be able to recover that key for you. Do you uh, remember uh, what game it was? Not at all. Not at all. Not a clue. But no, I would. I'm in on the you know, on the six dollar promotion now, and I've been writing that for almost two years. So it's six bucks a month. They curate the games. Uh, usually, I can't think of a month. Let's put it this way. I can't think of a month where I haven't gotten my $6 worth. That's how I picked up PGA. It, it yeah. was included. Well, I think – I forget what you, you – when you send me stuff, so you know, I'll go and buy it. I think it was like a package of five games or something. I forgot what game was on there. You're like, hey, this is a pretty good game. But that Tower of Time game that was – I think it was part of that bigger package that I paid you know, 10 bucks for or whatever. And I've been playing that now for a bit. And I actually am really enjoying that game. And well, I that's think- good. We – I was just say I think as I'm getting older, I'm getting less and less like I don't want something that's so open world where I have I could just do anything because I lose like my I don't know if it's ADHD or whatever. I'm just like or micromanaging. I need to have some structure to it. So this game is very linear, and I'm following along. Like I don't know, I'm play. I'll probably play it till completion, which will be the first in a long time. I haven't played a game to completion in a long time. And I'm going completely the opposite way. I'm trying to get all those games that fell through the cracks. We talked about this last week, how you can't find a game. And I'm trying to pick up the games that fell through the crack. I started Witcher 3, which which I missed uh, inexplicably. I must have been, you know, putting in another 100 hours in Skyrim at the time. But uh, I'm getting there. I'm starting to figure out when I first started playing, the controls seemed a little clunky to me, a little awkward. And I realized and had an epiphany yesterday that I'm just going about combat the wrong way. And I, I sort of figured it out and it was instantly more enjoyable. Do you have, is it a, a quick explanation? Cause I remember, you know, the Witcher three came out and I know everyone loved it and everyone was talking great about it. So I got it. And then I stopped playing it. I think it was within the day that I got it. And it was something – I don't remember exactly, but it was the combat. I couldn't get comfortable with it. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to do this. That's exactly what I did. When I started playing it again, I had 60 minutes logged, one hour, and then I gave up on it for years. Yeah. And the the difference is you have to definitely incorporate your Witcher magic into combat. Uh, it doesn't fix some of my gripes about the awkward nature um, just of movement, but specifically combat gets a lot more enjoyable when you approach it like a witcher. And what I did was I approached it like any other fantasy action game where it was just slash slash move. Could not do it. Started using my witcher skills, um, started using my signs. That's their their fancy witcher term for magic. And incorporating that into my battle strategy started really enjoying it. Hmm. I wonder if I even I, – I guess I imagine I still have it on my, my Steam account. Oh, I'm sure you do. And, you know, Witcher was on GeForce Now, which when I lost my computer still gave me my fix for the day. So I was I was very happy with that. So how did that work? You lost your computer. So how did you get on GeForce Now? I have an NVIDIA Shield on all of my televisions, so it's literally just an app download. They you download the GeForce Now app, and it streams everything. Okay. So when I play in my living room, like when we were playing golf last week, yep, that was streaming from my local computer through the GeForce app. Mm-hmm. 
Now, golf is not included in GeForce now, which is part of my gripe. Their library is rather restricted. I don't want to say restricted. It's limited. And there are publishers that got their panties in a twist when it launched and pulled all of their titles. When GeForce Now first launched, it literally was your Steam account and every game you own was there. It was awesome. And then the publishers thought that they were losing money. I still didn't understand where that thought came from because you still have to own the title to play it on GeForce Now. But Square Enix pulled their titles. EA pulled their titles. Uh, A bunch of people pulled their titles. Bethesda pulled their titles. Uh, And now titles are coming back. The library's expanding. It's good, but not great as far as selection. I would say probably three out of five launch titles are showing up on GeForce now, which is excellent. And I would prefer that because right now the cloud rigs are better than my home rig. You know, uh, we talked about my my graphics card is aging out. So, yeah, it is what it is. Maybe I got to revisit that. Well, there's one thing that we should revisit first, and that is role player adventures. No, you're, that's not what we got to revisit. Well, we got to re- revisit Abomination. That's but I'm right. gonna. You want to do Abomination first? No, no, I'll do role player adventures. But I, I figure we'll do role player adventures first, or we can save it for last. Well, that's what I'm thinking. And Abomination is now a couple weeks out. You know. We're not young svelte men like we were in our twenties, uh, so we have to we have to remember. And I wanted to go, especially with the newer game, just off of Kickstarter. Uh, what are your thoughts? I I mean, for those of you that don't know, uh, here's the Mikey synopsis. Go ahead, just Mike. How would you sum up role player adventure in two sentences? Oh, come on. Two sentences. No. Two sentences. No, not doing it in two sentences. We're not talking the base game. We're gonna, we'll are gonna talk about that later. Okay, not the base game. We're going to talk about the new game, just like well, summarize we'll, what it is. Yes. Okay. So I'll just say this. Base game, you make your own character. Put that aside. This game that just came out, or the expansion, is you basically take that character through an adventure – and it's all based on dice rolls. Is that fair for two sentences? I think that's reasonable. It is, it is a little dicey. Um, uh, yeah, and I didn't mean that as a gripe. I was just trying to – that's basically uh, how the game works. It's all dice. I think most of the audience probably knows of role player. Uh, role player was the dice placement, build your own Dungeons & Dragons character board game. And a couple of years ago, when Roleplayer first came out, I know it happened at our table, and I know it happened at tables across the world. People said, this is great. We've got these characters that we built, that we rolled, that we strategically moved and rotated dice for. We need to play an adventure with it. And the fine publishers thought that that was an excellent idea and decided to, as every board game company seems to do now, Um, One reason why I have respect for Fantasy Flight, they did not abandon the retail channel, but they decided to launch a Kickstarter. And a year and a half later, here we are, and Roleplayer Adventures has has landed. It is 
very much what you said. Now, here's one thing that I liked. We had all of our stats and equipment and things that we created from the original base game. And they actually translated every single card from the base game and all of the expansions into something for the campaign in role-player adventures. Uh, Lots of respect for that. It really, I guess, increases that player bond with the character. Um, I did think that the, the gameplay was very much dungeon crawler, was very much choose your own adventure. And that left a little to be desired. Uh, I think if if I want to play a dungeon crawler, I'm going to play Gloomhaven. If I want to read a choose your own adventure, I'm going to pull out one of the books or one of the god awful hard board games. Yeah, I um, I thought the uh, I love a big box game that has just a bunch of components and and all that stuff. And I thought this thing had a ton of that, which was pretty cool with all the different maps and the scenarios and the big book you had to go through to you know read you know whatever decision you made. But I agree with you, and I love a dungeon crawler. But I would agree with you. Like I think if you compare that to a Gloomhaven, if you compare that even to I, I love Tainted Grail. I don't. None of you guys have played that game, but if I those games to me are just hands down some of the best games out there. And this game I don't think compared to those, but still I still enjoyed it. I thought it was it was fun. We got to work together with the dice rolls and everything else. Um, but those other games, I don't know. I I, I just don't think you can compare if you're looking for a dungeon crawler. It does all of the things very well, but none of them perfectly. I'm not knocking the game. And the components are amazing. They're, like I said, they literally have a component for every card and every element that was possible from the original series of game and expansions. Uh, not knocking the quality, not knocking the quantity. The box is uh, almost a Gloomhaven box. It is huge. But if I wanted to play a episodic or campaign-based dungeon crawler, I'm probably going to play Gloomhaven. I might even play the new Descent. Uh, that might show up sometime in the near future, Michael. Just yeah, we uh, at our table, I don't know how many campaigns we have running right now that we'll Too never many. finish. Too many. Yeah. So this is just another one that we started and we won't finish. And yeah, I would agree. If we're going to spend time actually finishing a campaign um, – there's some other games that I would prefer to play, but this is, st- and it's, I guess it's shorter. This one has maybe 12, 12 scenarios or 15 scenarios, probably something that is more manageable than a Gloomhaven where it's a hundred scenarios or whatever it is. Um, but th- again, those games, just the, the character progression and, you know, the different treasure and all that other stuff. Like, I don't know. This game, you get, you get items, but you have to use them within that scenario. So they are specific to the scenario. It's not something that you actually get to like, build on now maybe other things happen where it changes what your characters have or whatever but a fun game but yeah campaign wise um i'd prefer to play a gloomhaven a tainted grail even lord of the rings i don't know if you ever played that i thought that was a great game um yeah but still good i mean definitely the components are top notch <clears throat> The best part best part for you of role player adventure um uh, i don't i don't know um 
I enjoy just, you know, the overall dungeon crawl, battling a monster, you know, destroying the monster like that. I, I love that. I live for that. So that that's that's probably my favorite part. I can tell you the part I didn't like is how we have to use our character to carry over. Like when I was making my character, I could tell it was going to be shitty just based on the shitty roles I got. So I made sure I got a, you know, a thing that said you can have shitty roles. It's okay. And it'll, you know, you could still get some points in the character creation. But then when I get into my the adventure game, my character had shitty stats, or at least some shitty stats. It wasn't that bad, but still. I think my best is definitely the component quality and, and the uniqueness of the components. I liked how Roleplayer Adventure had the paper character sheets that slid into the dashboard. Um, I liked how the dashboards were molded for the size of the cubes for the components. I actually it, forgot all about that, but yeah, that actually you're right. That was actually pretty cool. The, the aesthetics and the production were absolutely top-notch. Uh, I think the downside for me is compared to just the role-player experience, creating the character. Uh, I enjoyed creating the character much more than I cre- enjoyed the campaign. Uh, I said it before, the campaign, to me, came off as very choose-your-own-adventure-y, and that wasn't something that that would have been at the top of my list. So mm-hmm. well, we got our best and our worst in. I'm just pulling up this G force thing. So you got it for, you said, how much was it? Five bucks a month or something? Uh, 25 for six I months. Pay 25 said. bucks for six months. Yes. That's, so five that's, bucks a that's month. huge, man. That's half, half price of what they're selling it for now. Cause you don't have the, the th- RTX 3080. Um, no, that's the one I'm thinking about. That one's a hundred bucks for six months. Right. Right, which is if which is what that's uh, two hundred bucks a year. Yeah, so it's that's like fifteen bucks a month. That's like having a Xbox Game Pass subscription. But it's not. It doesn't include the games. This is you're you're paying for virtual hardware. Oh, so, so you still actually have to buy the games that you're going to play through the service. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so all right, so Xbox definitely has more value. But again, you still need to hold the X. You have to I own don't the know. Xbox. Well, no, but you have to own the Xbox and everything else. This you don't have to own anything, right? Except the TV and you a controller, a, I guess. A TV and a controller, and you're going to have a 3080 right. or next year a 4080 or whatever the hell right. the top tier no. is. You think they're going to come out with a 4080 already? I don't think. I think you're still going to be out for at least three years. I think we'll probably see an 18 month production cycle. I'll tell you, I'll say the Xbox though. It's you're right. It's not a 3080, but they've actually put a lot into that hardware for this generation of console. They have, and, and the difference again, console versus PC, is someone else is doing all the fine tuning for you. Yeah. So the settings are absolutely maximized on console, so that there's consistency. On a PC, that falls to the person to do. Uh, the 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 beauty of GeForce now is they sort of take a lot of the guesswork out. Now I can go in and change the settings if I want to. And I do, I do. Uh, I want to maximize everything that I possibly can, but they've already optimized those settings for you too. So I look at it as even if you're doing the top tier, 200 bucks is giving you access to the fastest, best graphics card possible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It says limited quantities available, so I don't even think they're taking all comers either for that um, RTX 380. They have a set number based on their server capacity for the top tier, 
And once it's full, my understanding is it's full. And then they'll add more server capacity and allow right. more people in. But, they but it really looks like want, you have a – I'm sorry. Go ahead. They really want that uh, experience to be untainted, so to speak, and I, top-notch. And it says that you have a you have a cap on your session length, so you're not allowed to play games for over six hours in a row, Ryan. That that is correct, and I have hit that cap. And you know what? It, <laughs> you know what happens? No, you, you get a message. You know, session ending in fifteen minutes, ten minutes, five minutes. You save your game, and you start a new session. So is that it? They don't have like a hey, you need to be away from it for you know an Not hour at or so? all. It's huh. just a continuous session. I think my biggest bitch about the online gaming through GeForce Now is that the timeouts are a little short. You know, if I go to take a piss, if I go to take the dog out, if I go to have a cigarette. Oh, it kicks you out of the game. It will time you out. And each game, I I don't know. Someone will write in and correct me at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. Someone will write in and tell me that I'm wrong. But I don't believe that time is the same across games. Uh, which is weird. So the more in-demand rigs, obviously, if I'm running a card battler game, I'm going to be on a lower-powered rig than if I'm running a full 3D open-world action RPG. And I noticed that the more graphically intense games, in my opinion, seem to have a little shorter timeout. And that's frustrating, because... The one thing that does take a couple of minutes is the actual game startup and, you know, first world problems, right? Those, I want those two minutes of my life back. Now, what about free-to-play games? There's probably plenty of free-to-play games that you could just play through this, though. There right? are. Uh, a lot of MMOs are on there. Uh, yeah, I see Path of Exile. So it's like a – is it similar when you when you have this? Is it similar to like a Steam thing? Like you go on their marketplace, you buy a game, and then it will kind of keep it on the GeForce Now library of games? It literally will launch Steam or the Epic Games Store, and you link your account, your Steam account or your Epic Games account or both, and it literally launches an instance of your account on their server. Oh, so you, all the games that you have on Steam, as long as they are have the ability to play it through GeForce Now, will carry over and you could just play your games? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I find the value in it. I especially find the value in it since I'm only paying 25 bucks every six months. I mean, twice a year, <laughs> I can yeah, think of a lot worse that I've spent 25 bucks on. Well, right. You're essentially financing a computer that you're never going to take ownership of, but you're just basically paying for a computer right you don't get any games or anything like that but you're paying for the essentially them to keep the hardware you got it you got it they maintain the hardware it's better in most cases than what i have unless i really want to play a 4k game like when we were playing golf we were playing in 4k but that had to stream locally if i'm on the road if i'm in my office no more gone are the days of me having two gaming computers, one to take to my office, one to keep here. But when you're uh, – if you want to play in your monitors downstairs on your computer, it's the same thing. You can play from your TV. You can play from your monitors. all the same. You got you're it. You're just saying if you're physically not at your house, 
that you can uh, access uh, the higher quality. Right. You stuff. got it. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. No, yeah. it is definitely cool. Hmm. Makes me wonder. Maybe I should think about doing something like that, and just I'll just have a shitty computer to look at all my spreadsheets. Well, that's what I'm saying. Two hundred bucks a year, you'll get the thirty eighty access, and it'll tide you over until that card or whatever replacement card down the road is available. Hopefully you can, you know, wait out the semiconductor shortage. Yeah. Hmm. Have to think about that. What's next on our agenda here, Mike, while you're thinking on that? I don't know. I think you said you were going to do news in between the games. I do have some news. Let me see here. Well, just before you go to news, if we're talking about computers, I saw you say that uh, screw Microsoft, going to Linux. I I did. I've been I've been on the precipice of making that jump, and Windows 11 has pushed me over the edge. I, I've decided that I am not going to adopt Windows 11, and I will continue to run Windows 10 probably as a primary on my gaming computer, but for everything else, I am going to Debian based Linux, probably mint. Uh, I've been, like I said, I've been slowly converting things. I converted my work computer over. I converted my media server over. uh, And I was exclusively a windows guy from day one. I was MS-DOS 6 guy, and prior to that, DOS, before Microsoft bought it. Now, I, I just can't do it. The hardware requirements are ridiculous. Microsoft is not being transparent about data collection. I understand everybody makes money on my data, and I don't have a problem with that. But I want to know how that data is being used. And I think the the big nail in the coffin for Windows 11 was the requirement of a Microsoft account to install. You've always been able to do a local install. Windows 10 came and they hid and obfuscated the ability, but it was still there. You just had to poke around to find it. Windows 11, you absolutely positively must link it online with a Microsoft account. No I go. I gotta have that MSN email, baby. <laughs> you and your fucking MSN email. I have the Microsoft account. I don't want to link it to my operating system. Yeah. If if we're going to do that, then is is it a license that I want to pay for or support? Even though, you know, I'd be eligible for the free upgrade, yada, yada, yada. Uh, my current rig does not have a TPU, so I can't even install Windows 11, but even if I wanted to, I would not because the deal breaker for me is a mandatory MSN account. I have a Chromebook for my cloud computer. That is my edge device. I do not want my primary computer to be an edge device. Well, there you have it. There you have it. There's there's my rant. So... Ryan's brushing up on his Linux. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. That's just. I mean, for you, you're a tech guy, so you, you're gonna figure that shit out quick. But I've always whatever. been handy enough with it, and over the last year, like I said, I've made a lot of conversions, so I'm much more fluent in it than I was 
two or three years ago. Uh, two or three years ago, I could use it to do very fundamental tasks. And if it went to the shell, uh, I knew enough to look at the directories and find a file. Now I'm actually reasonably competent with it. As, is it to the level of my Windows knowledge? No, but it'll get there. And I, 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 like I said, they finally pushed me off that cliff. And I took that swan dive and I had that moment of trepidation. But as I saw the waves below and I dove in, it was so refreshing to finally say, fuck you. Plus, I know now for the rest of my life, I'm not going to have to buy an operating system license. And the cheap skate in me loves that, too. Because they don't change it. Or is it just that they it's free upgrades to all? It's open source. It's open source. Yeah. Yeah. So, and quite frankly, I trust the nerds in basements programming Uh, operating systems much more over anyone in the corporate oligarchy right now. So, hey, it is what it is. Linux, uh, when we uh, build your new computer in the next three months, because you know it'll fucking happen, Mike. Uh, Yeah, we're not doing Linux. We'll we'll take a look at it. Maybe we'll dual dual boot you into Linux. Listen, I am like they. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? I do not have the mental capacity to learn how to use a new operating system. I barely know how to use Windows. It's all graphical interface for ninety nine percent of what you need to do now. Mm -hmm. And the way you use a computer, you'll never need to enter the command shell. I promise. But I already have – I already meet the prerequisites. I have an MSN account. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to like change a bunch of things again. I had to change my Netflix account and it had like some old you know, linkage to it. So they had – you know, I had to go through all that. And it's funny when you're typing in your username and password, you know, at the bottom it will have like at Gmail. So you could just click that one button versus hand typing it out. They even had at Hotmail.com, but they didn't have MSN.com. So it's even worse <laughs> than Hotmail. <laughs> It is worse than Hotmail. I might be the only person that's still using that account. They just keep it running just for me. You you still have your Yahoo account laying around too? (laughs) No, I don't. But I did have a Comcast.net account that I couldn't get into. I actually had someone hijack my Yahoo account about a year ago. (laughs) I was like, you can fucking have it, man. (laughs) Yeah, I might still have one. I bet you. I mean, I never canceled it, I guess. So it's still out there somewhere. No, your ICQ number? I don't even know what that is. Oh, come on now. I don't. How, it's an ICQ number. How did you talk to the hot chicks online that were probably oh, dudes? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I'll into t- that when I was younger. I'll tell you what they weren't. They were not Brandy Braids. Hey, there she is again. I, I love that you just found her. And I'm I a little get- disappointed in myself for actually not bringing her to your attention sooner. Well, you, 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 you fall through the cracks. They fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's take a look at the news. All right. First up on the news. I moved my family off grid in rural Alaska. Sounds good so far, right? Well, Alaska's fucking cold, but I moved my family off grid in rural Alaska to prepare for fill in the blank. We'll play match game. I moved my family <laughs> off grid in rural Alaska to prepare for blank. Attack of those sea creatures that we talked about last week. Very close. Try one more. One more try. You're so close. I'm going to give you a second shot here. Uh, but seriously, I'm close. 
you're you're in the ballpark uh, to get away from murder hornets to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. Ooh, yeah, I like this. A zombie apocalypse might seem far fetched for some, but it's highly probable. According to this forward thinking mom, according to the sun. You know, we're going reputable this week, Mike. According to The Sun, Megan Rogue, 37, from Alaska, moved her family off-grid to help them train for a possible disaster that could result in the world ending. You know what? This is fucking awesome. I love that this lady exists. And I honestly, we're going to sit here. This is going to be taped. And we're going to look, you know, down there like a year later and be like, holy shit, she was right. That fucking COVID vaccine has turned everybody (laughs) to a zombie. Morgan has been preparing for a life-changing disaster since 2010 and already has enough canned food to last six months. Oh, come on. There's preppers in the city that have six six months. months I can order that one pallet from, uh, you know, whatever it is, Costco. Have you ever looked at that? Have you ever thought about, like, doing any of that, like, that dry food stuff? You can do that. Like everyone's been looking at it for the, like the last two years with all this shit going on. I pulled it up, and it's pretty crazy what you you can get. I thought about it a couple of years ago before this this whole thing, and I said, you know, is this maybe because they come in buckets, right? Yeah. And and I said, is this something that I should have for the family? And the answer in my brain is probably still yes, but I never did it. I was a toot lazy card. Yeah. Yeah, and you always think, oh, I really don't need it, and then it's always too late if you actually do need it. But it's pretty uh, crazy. You can get how much stuff you can get and the different types of like dry food that's out there. Oh, sure I know it that like shit, shit. That Ugh. shit went through the roof as far as cost goes. Oh, when yeah. COVID mania hit. Oh, yeah. That's Rubber. when I looked at it, right? That's that's what kind of prompted me to look at it. But I love that stuff. Like this lady uh, – Preparing for zombie apocalypse, people putting like bunkers in their house. Like, I love that because I oh, this, secretly I want to do that. This gets better. This gets even better. As her children got older, <laughs> her children now, uh, as her children got older, and I'm looking at the picture, uh, maybe two and six or seven. So we're looking at children age two and seven. We'll call it that. Uh, Morgan began involving her children in the lifestyle, encouraging them to pack their own emergency supplies and helping with food preservation. I'm all on board with that. That's great. Uh, the wife and I were talking the other day. She said, you know, with the shortages coming up, we have a friend that's in the Midwest that gives us a heads up on meat pricing. So we know when to go to Costco or go to Sam's Club or go to BJ's and get some quantity of meat for the deep freeze. Uh, hot dogs, she said, are starting to skyrocket in the Midwest, by the way. So if you're a fan of wieners in your mouth, be like Brandy Braids and, <laughs> and make sure you stockpile those hot dogs. Get them now. Get them now before you can't get them. Although I don't think Brandy would would have any problem finding a wiener to go in her mouth. Uh, So she's involving the children with food preservation canning. That's all good. That's all things that we do too, right? I have a meat grinder. We just bought three whole sirloin tips. Made our own ground sirloin. Saved some money. The freezer is stocked. If beef goes up, 
we can ride out a little wave. Or you can uh, go deer hunt and try to get yourself a deer. I was actually thinking about that. I haven't I, – I did go deer hunting. Dumb Dave took me deer hunting when I was 12 years old. Come on, Ra. Let's go up in a tree and freeze our fucking balls off. Yeah, it's a lot and of freezing. It sure was. But I thought about it, and where I live, you know, my, my backyard backs that woods. We have deer that will come right into the backyard, practically on the porch. I could shoot a deer from my bedroom window. Yeah, but that's not legal. I could shoot a deer from my bedroom window. And I'm seriously thinking about doing some hunting Ryan style with a video game controller in one hand and a 30-06 in the other. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know. It's tempting because, boom, pop the deer, go get the license, tag it, drop it off at the processor. There's 100 pounds of meat. And then there's your neighbor ratting you out. And then you go to jail for shooting a gun within distance of a house. Yeah. I do have a cop that's two doors down. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. FBI agent on the (laughs) cul-de-sac, too. I wonder if you, you like, uh, chipped in to buy, like, a whole cow or something from a farmer. I'm sure those prices have gone up, too. Oh, I'm sure they have, too. Uh, The one one girl that I work with, uh, her husband is... Not quite zombie apocalypse level prepper, but he's definitely a hoarder and um, he's very outdoorsy and wants to take them off the grid. He he said if we ever wanted to split a side, they would definitely be in on it. But I, that's still too much for even two families. I would need a third family to split it with. Yeah, it's, it's quite a bit of meat. It's you a lot of meat. Two families, though, you could probably do it if you got a big deep freezer. Well, I would need another big deep freeze. My deep freeze, seven cubic feet. I mean, it's enough to sustain a Costco run, but it's not enough to sustain half a cow. We're talking a lot of meat. Yeah. But uh, Morgan in Alaska doesn't have to worry about that. Her cell phone went out. She was unable to charge it because the power went out. And that was the last straw, Michael. Could not charge the cell phone. And she has decided that their secluded home runs on a combination of generator and solar. They're going to introduce wind, which i got to tell her, wind ain't the way to go. My aunt put up a windmill. She has some property in, in rural land, and she's up on top of a big windy hill. Really windy hill. They barely barely have covered the cost of that windmill and they've been there for 15 years yeah i think you need multiple windmills to really I, catch I, it I, yeah no. but that's you know hey power to this lady i think it takes a lot of balls maybe she was already from alaska but it takes a lot of balls to say i'm gonna go off the grid and fend for myself and live off the land and all this other shit and i respect it that is all well and good until you get to the zombie apocalypse part Oh, no, but this is what's up. This is what you're preparing for. Zombie. We play. Maybe we should play Zombicide next time. I don't know. We haven't played a good zombie game in a while. I know you're not big on the zombies. No, you know why I'm not big on zombie games? Because I think it's believable. So I am with this lady. I feel her. It's coming. Zombie apocalypse is coming. 
Morgan, uh, hats off to you for for having the testicular fortitude. Looking at have the pictures. You... Go ahead. Testicular no, fortitude. <laughs> she might have some testicles to go with it. She not a looker. Not a looker. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't expect her to be a looker. She'd be on OnlyFans versus Alaska off the grid. <laughs> but have you – I don't know what the name of the show is but because I don't have cable. But they have like a group of people that go on like an island somewhere. I think it's like Alaska might have been one of them. And they have to live – survive for 100 days. Do you know what I'm talking about? What show I'm talking about? No clue. Does not sound like anything that I would watch. Oh, Listen. Listen, I've watched I, – I don't know what season it was. I think it was season two. It was on Netflix. That's the only reason I was able to watch it because that's what I have. I don't know what it's called exactly. I have to figure it out. But they go out there. They put out, let's say, 10 people. For 100 days, they have to survive. They get to pick – I think it's like 15 items from a list of the items that they're able to bring. And it's legit. It's not like, you know, hey, whatever those other shows are where they're kind of like fake survival. Like these people are legit cast out there by themselves in different parts of the island and they got to like survive. Like they got to build a, a freaking fort, a tent. They got to go hunt for food with whatever they have, which is typically a bow and arrow or a knife or some shit. They got to like set traps. It's amazing. 100 Days Wild 2020. Seven strangers give up the comforts of modern world as they attempt to build a self sustaining community in the Alaskan wilderness. Is that um, it? I, I don't think it was called 100 Days Wild, and they weren't building a community. They were all separate by themselves, which made it even worse. For 100 days, they got to sit there. They have no one to talk to. Them. They got to, like, freeze. And and there was one dude that it was just – he was a, he was the man. It was just natural to him. He didn't give a shit. He was – it was no – he could have stayed out there for 200 days, no problem, where everyone else was like, you know, a lot of people fell off, but some people, you know, really, like, stuck it out as much as they could, but there was a struggle. But for him – it was just like he was in heaven, dude. He built this awesome freaking cabin with rocks and mud. He or he like he caught a freaking buffalo, essentially with his own knife. He had to jump off a mountain and stab the fucking thing with a knife to finish it off. And then he had meat for the whole time. It, it's an amazing show. If I could, I, I get the name, I'll bring it up to you. Yeah, but you anyway, you have to go into your Netflix queue and send me the yeah. name of that show. I will. And uh, I don't know. I won't I just, watch it, but I'm curious. Dude, listen to me. It's so good. That Just that season. I heard the other seasons aren't as good. That season that I watched was freaking amazing. Do you know how and, dead you and I would legitimately be if something And that's like why happened? I loved it because I'm like, cause I was making fun of a guy who lasted – I don't even know how he lasted. Maybe he lasted a week. And I'm like, what a fucking pussy. But honestly, I think I'd last – one day, like I'd, I'd survive overnight just because I'd be like, oh, I don't want to call it quits too early. But then after surviving that one night, the next day, I'd be like, all right, man, I'm out. I'm not eating these bugs. I'm not eating this shit. So let, and I can't kill an animal with my bare hands. So do you have a thermonuclear plan? Do I? Yes, you have a thermonuclear plan. No, I wish I did. I want to build we, we a do. bunker. I'll What's have to plan? share I'll have to share it with you. Uh, growing up where Beth and I grew up, and it's ironic that Beth and I literally grew up originally before, you know, my family became nomadic, but we grew up within five miles of each other. Never knew each other until later in life. But we also were in reasonable proximity to one of the nuclear power plants. And in the 80s, Three Mile Island was still fresh in everyone's mind from the 70s. 
so we had the sirens that would sound all the time and it was always a thought that if something happened at the nuclear plant you had to know what you were doing now that's carried over into my adult life i'm not worried about the nuclear plant because let's face the facts if there was a major core meltdown we were close enough to that plant that i would have like a huge fourth cock but in my adult life with the reasonable small as it may be but reasonable percentage that something could happen be it a war be it a virus be it some sort of breakdown of society uh we definitely have have a plan um beth's sister lives in a rural area upstate we would go to her house uh her husband is a very much outdoorsy wilderness type so the ladies and the children would hole up and he and i would go out hunting and i would return and once we take care of her sister and their children we would take over that house in <laughs> Wait, I, I, it took me a little bit to i had to think about what you just said so only you're gonna return and then when <laughs> you take care of the other family you're gonna have double the resources because you take over their resources bingo that's unbelievable bingo but that is my legitimate plan if if well, all I hell breaks I would broadcast loose. that maybe they're yeah. a listener then they're gonna know if all hell breaks loose they ain't listening he's too busy like peeing on the shed in the backyard i don't i have no it's all well all that her nuclear shit that that yep. three mile whatever nuclear shit that's all buried by my house so that's i, I all the radiation that's for my hair loss and everything else oh uh, is issues. that what you're blaming yeah this is no, that's no legit shit. no shit that is legit it's all buried here in- well when i uh cut these locks and I've been told that the long hair has to be a little bit more maintained before the holiday season. I'll save some. We'll make you a Merkin. Time out. Who said that? Wifey? Yeah. 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 What's What happens at the holiday season? You're going to take holiday pictures? and that's I've why? got to, in her words, not look like a homeless man. Just for the holidays, though. Then you can go back. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe that's your New Year's resolution. Maybe that's it. I, you know, I'm just going to get some layers cut in and make it a little more manageable. And I've got to fucking stop playing with my hair when I think. That's like, that's that's my curse. That's what you do. When you have hair, you play with it. That's I mean, shit, when I grow more hair on my face, I'm always sitting here rubbing, stroking my chin. Yeah, well, I got to get rid of this, too. It's it's too long as well. But um, don't want to turn into a neck beard. But I, I'm, not, I'm not anywhere near a neck beard. I just have this little goatee. I was trying to grow it long enough that I could rubber band it, but that's out too because wifey's brother does that and uh, she doesn't want Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, bringing you back. Oh. Some of that old school wrestling. Back when wrestling was actually fucking entertaining, man. Yeah. I, I tried to watch it recently. It's bad, man. It's bad. I stopped watching wrestling a long time ago. It is like my, two of my buddies loved it, man. They lo- lived for wrestling. And my well, favorite part of, of wrestling was because we would, I wouldn't watch wrestling, but then we'd all get together and just like wrestle each other and like power each slam other each other on yeah. the couch. And I was always yeah. like, I'm down for that, but I'm going to watch wrestling. Uh, you, you know my background with wrestling. And uh, I, I tried, I really did try to watch a couple of episodes of all of the different promotions that are out there. 
And it's just, it's fucking bad. It, everything that was the stigma of being a wrestling fan in the 80s and 90s, Keep you know sure. what I'm talking about, is what the wrestling fan is now, and they embrace it and run wild with it. Yeah. So where you and I hide those elements of social more, they're like, yeah, we're, uh, we're fucking terrible neckbeard social justice warriors chanting over men rolling around in the ring. I, I just can't do it. Wrestling no. hate mail is now coming in at nerdcognito podcast at gmail.com. From the five people who still watch it. From the five people that still watch it. I, I did. I do still keep up with the wrestling news because the business of the business is is interesting to me again given my background and um they recently had their all-time lowest ratings but they also had a very profitable quarter so it's it it's very creative accounting going on in the wrestling world right now hmm. there was something i was going to look up and i completely lost my train of thought so i'm just going to go to the next article Oh, oh, I teased this with you when we were talking the other night. So what game would you say on your Xbox Live games machine was the big AAA title that you got into? Just the most recent one? Was that Forza Horizon 5? Her Forza Horizon 5. Quote, I quit the game immediately, unquote. Trans players respond to Forza Horizon 5's dead naming. What does that mean? Now, I, I glad you asked. I'm pretty with it. And I had to look up what dead naming was. Dead naming is the use of birth or other former name, i.e. a name that is dead, of a transgender or non-binary person without the person's consent. Like using their old name before they made a transition. So if I call Caitlin Bruce. Yes. yes. That is. That was going to be the example. That is dead naming. Well, how, how does Forza dead? I don't understand. Like, <clears throat> what the fuck? Like, did someone, like a, another person playing the game with them said something? Or the game itself? I don't understand. Many returning Forza players. Now, when they start out like that, it's probably like two. Many returning Forza players were surprised when Forza Horizon 5 greeted them by name. The game pulls it from your Microsoft. Oh, that's account. right. Yes, it does. And I thought that was so cool. It says, hello, Michael. I'm like, hey. So that it up? could properly say hello. However, for some trans player, the feature... <laughs> Excuse some trans players. I'm sorry, both of them. The feature has led to the game dead naming them. A oh my god! What the fuck is wrong with people? A painful experience. Oh, so painful. Quote: It sucked and it was jarring. Melody told me over Twitter. Wait, let me, let me correct myself. It sucked and that was jarring. Melody told me over Twitter. You have a few mandatory bits to play before you could actually change it. I'm not too familiar with menus, <laughs> but a lot of the customization is separated from the menu options. 
so I wasted a lot of time digging when it was elsewhere. That's Melody. Fucking Melody. Fuck for new, Melody. For new players, the game asks you for a name and a nickname, but returning players don't get that chance. I must have been a returning player, because it didn't ask me anything. I was pretty shocked. One player who asked to remain anonymous told me, I enjoyed the intro sequence and was having fun, but hearing the announcer call out my dead name completely blindsided me. I quit the game immediately and was close to refunding it on Steam. Close to, which means you're still playing the fucking racing game. I really wanted to play with my friends, so I cooled down a bit and spent an hour trying to reset my save and remove any chance of it dead naming me again. If they uh, said they weren't going to play it anymore because the co-op and multiplayer is all fucked up, I would say okay. Because I don't play it. I played it for two days. I don't play it anymore because the co-op is screwed up. You can't even play with your friends, which sucks for this type of racing game. But... Oh my god, it called me by my birth name. Uh, fuck you. Fucking dead name. You Forza fuck. Horizon 5 has implemented some great accessibility settings. And included is the option for players to be able to pick their pronouns, body type, and voice. It's disappointing that the potential for dead naming was not considered when the greeting feature was implemented. I told you when I created my character, I accidentally picked voice two, which was a female voice on my male character. It was great. Which we need to get a screen capture of that happening so that we could <laughs> attach it and upload it to the website. Yeah, so I, uh, that, that was the, the Forza drama. Oh, God. Well, Nothing to do with gameplay. It looks very pretty. It does. It's a good-looking game. It's if you're into racing, it's a it's a fun game. But it's so I think see it gets boring pretty quickly. You're just yeah, doing I, the same shit over and over. I never could get into the racing games. It's they it wasn't made this for a me. little bit different from the other one. Like the other ones, I remember you and like yo, you needed a certain car, you could compete in this race, and then it was a race, and you had to like finish it. This thing is all open world. You just drive around the map. You could do a race if you want. You could do this if you want. So they're trying to make it a little bit more open world, but. I don't know. It's just, again, it's still a racing game. Well, And it's just, supposed to be able to play with friends. You're supposed to be able to, like, co-op and join other groups and do, like, these competitions. But it doesn't work. It's not working right now. So it's just a, a miss on their part. I don't play it anymore because of that. And it, it did just launch. I mean, I still have... Yeah, but see, you're accepting that. You're, this is the day and age we live in. The game does not have to be complete when it launches. Fuck that, man. Make it the, uh, the game. Don't make it all. We got to do all these updates and all this shit so that the first year it's a fucked up game. I don't like that. I, above anyone, was probably more frustrated with the issues that Diablo 2 had when it relaunched. But it's not an issue with the game. It's an issue with the infrastructure and the servers that are running the multiplayer. So I'm willing to give them a pass on that because there is no accurate or predictable way to judge how a load server at load is going to perform until that server is at load. I get that. So but actual I, like games, like if it's like still in the beta and they kind of release it and I don't know, maybe it's good because you want to play the game early and it gets them out quicker. But at the same time, it's always like every game now, there's always something screwed up about it when it first releases and you got to wait for like a big patch for it to fix. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I was really psyched for Cyberpunk when it was coming out, and I'm glad that I passed on it because oh, yeah. they're that still fixing horrible. it. Yeah. Now, I will probably pick it up maybe in a year, and it'll be great. All right, next up. You ready for some space travel? Sure. Some some interplanetary colonization. The moon's top layer alone has enough oxygen to sustain 8 billion, with a B, people for 100,000 years. In October, the Australian Space Agency, so I guess it's a big spider in space, and NASA signed a deal to send an Australian-made rover to the moon under the Artemis program. Although the moon does have an atmosphere, it's very thin and composed mostly of hydrogen, neon, and argon. That said, there is plenty of oxygen on the moon. It's not just in a gaseous form. It's trapped inside the layer of rock and fine dust that covers the moon's surface. If technology can be perfected to extract oxygen from this layer, it could supply enough oxygen for a near and long-term solution to moon colonization. What do you think? You want to go to the moon? Um, hmm, not really. Maybe I if don't. I know that this planet's about to blow up, I'd be down to go to the moon. But I think um, by the time I am ready to expire, Earth will still be in a good spot. Oh, I, 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 I think that too. Although, did you watch The Expanse? Um, I don't think so. Is that a movie or a show? It's a show, and it is a fantastic show. It is, And is it on Netflix? It is on Amazon Prime. Hmm, I have Amazon Prime. Okay. I'll have to take uh, a look. The most, in my opinion, realistic, uh, I don't want to call it science fiction. I mean, it's sci-fi, right? But it's speculative fiction. It is definitely what space travel is going to fucking look like along with all of the terrible idiosyncrasies of humanity. I, I loved it. And there is a major moon colony. And I think that that is badass. How many seasons of that show? Five or six. Oh, so it's a, quite a bit. I just, uh, Narcos, the new Narcos just came out. So that's going to be the one that I watched for a while. I don't know if I you ever got into that. No, I, I've never actually watched oh, any dude. of it. Dude, highly, highly recommend it. Like, there's two different ones. There's the first one that's, I think, two or three seasons that's, um, um, what the fuck's the dude's name? What's the main dude's name? God damn it. Don't know. Didn't watch it. The the, the drug kingpin in Mexico. Or Colombia. Not Mexico. El, Colombia. El Chapo? Not El Chapo. Before El Chapo. Uh, God, why, did, why can't the, I think The of dude it? with the hippopotamuses. Yes, the dude with the mustache. <laughs> Oh, now now it's on the tip of my got, tongue. Too. We got yeah, we got it. Pablo, Pablo Escobar. So Pablo the, Escobar. Yeah. So the first two or three seasons are about Pablo Escobar, and they're fucking awesome. And then just when you thought it couldn't get any better, they come out with the Narcos Mexico, and it goes into like the the Cali cartel in Mexico. And now it's on I think the fourth season of that one, and it's so freaking good. So you absolutely should watch that if you haven't watched that yet. No, so I, I, good. I haven't. I, I've got, oh, my 
my media server is just busting at the seams with stuff I need to watch. This is, I'm telling you, highly recommended. Foundation is, is on, is in there. You already I, watched The Lost Kingdom? I did not watch The Lost Kingdom. God damn it, Ryan. What do you, I don't understand. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up my, uh, my Put television to do list here. Put that on the top of the list. The Lost Kingdom. Lost Kingdom. Right Best at show the on top. Netflix. Right at the top. Best show on Netflix. Well, no I'll joke. Have to, I'll have to take your word. We did just finish Midnight Mass. Did yeah, you watch Midnight Mass? No. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You take it for what it is, which is, you know, slightly I probably campy. watch one show a week, honestly. Like one that's, actual episode a week. So it takes me forever to get through shit. That's because of this fabulous new job that you're going to quit. Oh, my job. Yeah. And then I just, well, now I'm playing uh, in Tower of Time. So I play a video game instead of watching a show. Well, you're into Tower of Time. I will say that. Yeah, I've made it, what, three days? Three days of playing so far. But I think I'm halfway through it. I think I'm going to finish it. I hope so. I forgot yeah, what it yeah. feels like to finish a game. One more story, and then we'll... Uh, yeah, then we'll talk about the zombie uh, game. Talk about that. Abomination, give people an update on... Uh, well, there's not really much of an update on the online game. I did work on the map a little today. Yeah, Dungeons? okay, we should, let's talk about that. I, I mean, do we want to talk zombie game later? I want to talk about D&D 5th Edition versus 13th Age. Yes. I want to play 5th Edition. And maybe it's because I have all the books, and I just rather play 5th Edition because I have the books. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I also like tactical combat a little bit. Not to the nth degree, but a little bit. Versus just, hey, they're near. They're far. I don't know. And see, I, I'm completely the other way. Um, I think 13th Age, for those of you that don't know, 13th Age is uh, a, a minor offshoot of, I don't want to say Dungeons and Dragons, because obviously it's not part of the Hasbro Wizards of the Coast Consortium, but uh, 13th Age is an alternate system that has an SRD, and it's uh, Jonathan Tweet broke away from the 5th edition development team back when 5th edition was being created over creative differences. Can you just tell me what SRD is before you continue? Uh, system resource document. So you, okay. can, you okay. can go online or download the document and play. Uh, not that I don't recommend the books. The books are exceptional. But my big thing that I love about 13th Age is it is a throwback to the theater of the mind in Dungeons and Dragons. It started with 3.5, getting a little more tactical. Fourth edition was straight up. It's a battle map. I, it wasn't for me. I like the, yeah, well, there, there's, you know, these two guys next to you. There's this guy over here. There's a guy in, in, in the line that you can see at the tree line. I don't want to map that out on a grid. As a dungeon master, that is painful to me. The theater of the mind is the big draw for me for tabletop role-playing, and that's what 13th Age brings to the table. It streamlines, in my opinion, it takes Dungeons & Dragons from that jump step 
that was, and fourth edition was atrocious. There were a couple good things that I loved about it. We can talk about those down the road. Things I loved about fourth edition. Oh, that would bring in hate mail. There were good things in fourth edition, but when fifth edition developed, and it may have changed because I haven't looked at it since I first read the PHB years ago. When I looked at 13th age and fifth edition, 13th age was the clear winner because of its accessibility. It brought back that theater of the mind. It allowed for imperfect precision. And that is super duper important to me. It also takes the bricks out of the briefcase for the players and the dungeon master. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're a fighter. Here's your damage. Well, what about my weapon? Well, your weapon could be however you want it to be, but it does this damage. Uh, you're a mage. Here's your spell. Well, I don't want that to be an acid arrow. I want to be a snowman that casts frost bolts. Fine. It's not acid. It's frost. It's the same damage. Yeah, but you could that last point you could do in if you really wanted to. You could do the same thing in D and D. Now, and I hear your point, and I guess you know I'm from a player's perspective more than a DM's perspective. But like, I think one of the things that you miss out on is like. Not only, okay, distance and terrain. Like, there's no using terrain to your advantage and doing all this stuff. It's just, you know, Oh, there cares? sure is. There sure is. Well, is there? I don't know because you're talking about line of sight. It's like, oh, are they nearby? If you're not really, you can't really break line of sight and do these things if you don't have some of that, I don't want to say mapping, but some sense of where things are. You can't just be like, oh, you know, I ran behind a boulder, or oh, you're nearby, so that people still can hit you. I don't know. I feel like you lose that. Every fight, besides the enemies and the players, is essentially, you can really say, almost the same, because you don't have to worry about terrain. And that's for my limited exposure to 13th Age, by the way. So All I'm right. not talking as like an expert, but that's the sense I get. So you and your rogue, insert name here, Michael, top of your head, any rogue name. Butkus. Butkus are crossing the bridge of the Great Stimanker, and the brigands of Brandy Cumminmouth come on <laughs> both ends of the bridge, forming Ooh. a pincer attack. You mean to tell me you're on a rope bridge? The brand, the brigands of Brandy Cumminmouth. Mm-hmm. Are approaching you. You can't use terrain. You can't toss a brigand off the bridge. I'm not saying that, but it's like, okay, if you're in a battle, I get that. Okay, that's an extreme. If you're in a battle in the woods, in the forest, or there's pillars or something like that, how do you say, hey, I, you know, get behind the pillar and now I have some sort of cover and I shoot this person where I don't You say it. You say it. And the DM makes the call if it can happen. I guess. Okay. But are you, by not having that tactical grid or that map or whatever is the dm going to an extent of explaining the terrain so that people know oh there's this pillar there there's a tree there i can hide behind i don't know if that's happening and maybe that great may- dm like ryan david is okay all right if if you're highlighting all of those things and people need to pay attention and know okay here's that stuff then maybe maybe it's the and same. and to be fair the dm doesn't need to highlight the boulder over there the player needs to say, I'm looking around. I want to specifically find something for cover. I want to see 
what I can do. It's an interplay between the two. Yeah. All right. I get you. I get you. I still vote. If I still have a vote, I still say fifth edition. I'm leaning towards fifth edition just for something different. I wish that, that I could take the two and make a baby. Yeah, but I don't understand why you can't. What, what do you think is the, the hurdle? Why can't you play like fifth edition without the, the distance and all that shit? What's the difference? 20 years ago, I could. Now it's time. It, it would be time. And I think there's so much, there's so much more materials out there for fifth edition too that you can pull from if you want. Yes like and ideas no. Ideas and, yes and, and no. And, uh, is it? Is that yes and no? Because I know every book that come out with there's new classes. Oh, oh, and- well, of course. But uh, the last time I ran a 3.5 campaign, and don't get me started on Pathfinder. Pathfinder is even worse. The last time I ran a 3.5 campaign, I specifically limited players to core rules only because the bloat was too much. Yeah. Yeah, not knowing how characters function and stuff like that. I get it. And once you get a mile wide and an inch deep, there's all sorts of game-breaking flaws that cannot be play-tested. So then why, so then why are you um, leaning towards 5th edition, then? There everything is, you said, it sounds like you want to play 13th Age. There, I do want to play 13th Age. There is the icon mechanic in 13th Age that does not particularly fit with my idea for the upcoming campaign. But that's easy to just exclude. That's just, okay, no icon rolls. Right? Yeah, but that, uh, unfortunately, that's built into the balance of the system. So would I be breaking the system by taking away icon relationships and roles? I don't really. I didn't feel and, like it, maybe I just don't know. I didn't feel like that that came you into didn't the picture f- that much. That's because played. you have an exceptional dungeon master. I mean, but really, it like game breaking. If you just said, "Hey, screw that," because you lose the bad rolls and you lose the good rolls. So net, you're always in the neutral phase. I don't know how it's game breaking. The I'm trying to to think of a way to to describe this that addresses that yes you lose the good and the bad you lose some of the improv that comes with it and 13th age is very much a descriptive rpg uh i don't know it feels like you could do that even without icon rolls if you if you that impromptu stuff like people are going to the players are going to come up with things that maybe you're not thinking they're going to come up with and you have to improv i think that's always going to happen if you have good players that talk. The other me. reason <laughs> you talk just fine. The other reason I'm leaning towards fifth edition is, you know, as well as I know that we have a much needed space for one or two more people at the table right now. Our gaming group is probably going to be five PCs. I want it to be six or seven and it's an easier sell for me to sell Dungeons and Dragons yeah. than to sell 13th Age, which most gamers don't know about. I'm surprised you want such a big party. And again, that's me who is just trying to think about becoming a DM and doing stuff. Like, I feel like the more people you add to it, it's like, holy shit, it gets a lot crazier. If I had five that were consistent, yeah, 
it would be a different story. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, again, we're old You don't want to depend on people. Yeah, no, I get it. You could so you at least always have something like four or five because what do you I mean if you have like four PCs that's you would think a well balanced party right? I think five is the sweet spot I five. really do I think five is the sweet spot I try not to run anything with less than four yeah remember back in the day Saturdays eleven a.m. till fuck knows when in the morning. Yeah, I, how many people did we have then, though? I'm trying to think. It was you, me, Doug, Tim, whatever that other dude's name is. I think his name was Mark. Mark was there. Were you there four. when Shit Your Pants Brian was there? No, no. It's It was it was me, Doug, Tim, you, and I want to say the other guy's name was Mark. And that was it. So that was always the crew. No, so I guess we there were had always to be four. more. Or, yeah. or, we, or we had, I don't want to call them randos, but short-termers that popped in for six months at a time. I'm telling you, man, we had that one campaign that lasted over a year, and um, I want to say those were the four core people. Now, I will say that you, we had an NPC that you played that was like our fifth person, so I don't know if that was All right, so remember. let me go through. We had Doug, <laughs> yep. Brandon. We had Brandon back then. We oh, had Tim. Yep. Shitty Brian. Don't Steve. Don't you don't that. remember a Steve? You don't remember Brian playing the game while having explosive diarrhea through my bathroom door in that shitty little house. And maybe his name was Brian. Maybe his name. His kids were always sick. Uh, That might be Brian. That might be the guy that I'm thinking of. So then I don't know a Mark. Mark was there. Mark was my buddy from high school. Yeah. No, this was a Brian. This guy's name was Brian. Okay. He had glasses, short brown hair, maybe. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's the guy that we played with. And listen, my memory's not the best, but the, I, it, the reason I do remember it, because I don't know if you remember this, but when I, so I moved to, I moved and I wanted to play d and I didn't know anybody played D&D, so I had to like look online to find a group of people that played D&D and I happened to stumble upon Ryan and his crew and I remember the first that like I brought a knife with me. I was talking to my people at work. I'm like, listen, man, if I'm going out there this weekend, if you don't see me at work next week, know that I was I got like taken, kidnapped, killed by this group of people that I'm going to meet. Now we we went and had a beer at the microbrewery before, yes. right? Yes. And I believe you showed me your knife at the bar. Maybe I did. I don't know. But I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. This is weird to me. I've never met people online before, so this could be the end. But it was that crew. That's the crew I remember. I don't remember another person. I have gotten away from the interview. The last time I did the bar interview, the dude that I did the bar interview and I, on a weeknight, went out and got fucking ripped to the point where I was not hungover. But sick. And I have only been drunk sick, like miserable drunk sick, a handful of times in my life. And I did some drinking back in the day. But this was in my older years. Uh, I want to say it was four or so years ago. And uh, oh, it was bad. It was really bad. And that was the last bar interview that I did. And we've had some shitty players since I quit doing the bar interview. Well, that person sounded like you got along with really well. Who was that? Did they uh, end up playing or no? 
They and their wife ended up having to take a night shift job, so he ended up having to shift his work and child responsibilities, and scheduling just did not work. He was a really cool dude. He played for about six months, and, you know, as is the case, life trumped game, which it should be. I mean, life does trump game. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get a crew of people and play. I'm sure we can. And we're going to be online, you know, so maybe some great listener is going to say, hey, I want to play with these fucking assholes. And uh, they're going to call us up on our sound off hotline, 323-694-4242, and leave us a message or a text message. Remember, you got to tell us who you are if you want us to actually respond to you. I mean, you don't have to give your full name, but you want to know that we're making fun. I mean, conversing with you, 323-694-4242. By leaving a message, you give express consent for us to play your message on NerdCognito or an affiliated podcast. Check your carrier's rates as call or messaging rates may apply. 323-694-4242. We actually had one message, Mike, on on the hotline this week. Um, Yeah, I've got to play it for you. You ready? Go ahead. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. That was our message. <laughs> you ain't wrong. So so there you go. Number one in the line for the fan club. That that Maybe was it. Maybe that we, was uh, the message. Three, Maybe they'll, two, three. Join, us. Maybe three, they'll two, join us for uh, <laughs> D&D. Somehow I don't see that happening. 323-694-4242. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see on the show, whether you want to play D&D with us. And whatever, hey, if if uh, you spark some entertainment, maybe uh, we'll have a chat on the air. One thing to bring up before we go. Did you see this where this uh, female uh, lead of a band, like, pulled down her pants and peed on a fan's face? No, but I'm oddly intrigued. And I don't want to uh, say I don't want to say I'm turned on because I'm it. not I'm you not got to pull it up. I'm not into that stuff. But I mean, come on chick putting the piss flaps out oh dude it's uh her name is sophia urista u-r-i-s-t-a the name of the band is brass against i guess you gotta pull it up she legit the 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 fan lays on the stage she legit pulls her pants down bends over his face puss right in his face and just pees all over and when i say pee, like it's a lot of fucking pee too it's coming out man the dude is sitting there just like drowning all right, uh, I think they're making a big stink about it because of. Uh, uh, what, uh, I found it. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at it here. Oh, it's amazing. I think people are bitching. They're saying, "Oh, that's okay," but um, R. Kelly's not okay or <laughs> some shit. Oh, that's a lot of piss, man. Uh, right? It com- <laughs> when it comes out, it's like holy shit, <laughs> and it just keeps going. Like she legit, like. Pee that she's been collecting the whole day, building up, just peed all over him. Holy shit! And he loved it. That, it was it was like a garden hose. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. When I first saw that, I'm like, holy fuck, man! Oh my goodness, it was when- like a garden hose of. But you know what? I don't know, and 
when it comes to the anatomy, we all have our favorite parts. I'm a fan of the puss. (laughs) (laughs) I am willing to get peed on if I could take a glance of the puss. I don't know that I would be willing to go that far. (laughs) That dude was, and he got it. I don't think he was expecting that much. And the puss wasn't even that close. And I can't tell if if she had either crotchless or peed. No, no, she. You can see her when she walks away. She pulls her panties back up. Okay. So she pulled her panties, everything down. She didn't pull them to the side, anything. Totally all the way down, puss in face. At first, it it didn't come out right away. No, she had to. She had to hover there. There There's no. Well, I was a little worried that she might like fucking shit on. (laughs) She might push too hard. There is no puss on face. She was not was, sitting on face, but he's like two feet away from her puss. Yeah, yeah, two two to three feet from puss. Yes, yes, the, she's the hovering over is, him. I'm looking at her Insta right now. Oh, she's not that attractive. No, no, really not. No, I know, but he's a fan. Who cares? She looks very angry. Yeah, she's not that attractive, but I mean, she he did get her squatting over him. And the pee on his face, and he he asked for it apparently. Well, that was I don't even know if that was. I've seen horses pee less. I know, dude. That That's was, amazing how much piss came out of her. That bitch must have done some pre gaming before that show. That that was hey. a lot of pee. Yeah, I thought you would enjoy that. I I <laughs> I'm not often speechless, but um, that one I I I can't get into the. Like yeah, oh this girl, this this chick, she she dropped a pants. I was like, all right, I'm on board, and peed all over him. Oh like, yeah, oh. I wasn't uh, yeah, it wasn't a sexual thing, but it was just something I saw. But um, I might have to go pay uh, Brandy Braids a visit before I go to bed tonight. Oh. Thanks for bringing her up. Well, you know, I hey, you brought her up this last time, <laughs> not me. You you just you invoke the name uh, of Brandy. <laughs> I've got to find now. Now I feel like Brandy may be tainted. I may have to find a Brandy Braids replacement. No, uh, you can st- stick with her for a while. If you haven't seen all of her material, stick with her for a little bit. Is there a good amount of material? There's a lot out there. I mean, it's a lot of her sucking dick. There's some that she's doing more than sucking dick, but it's always, "Hey, daddy," or whatever. You know, it's always one of those things, and it's always her boyfriend, obviously. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Not that I'm a connoisseur of Ms. Braids, but I, I did see a lot of the oral. And yeah, and she's good at it. Nothing really wrong with that. It. Nothing wrong with that. But you got to you gotta have some variance. Like I said, when when I uh, am pressed to pick my favorite body part, it is it is the puss. Yeah. What, what's your favorite body part? The ass. Ass yeah. and legs. I'm an ass legs man. Legs man. Yeah. See, and she's rather short. I'm surprised that. That Miss Braids. Well, yeah, and, and it's not even her. I won't even say it's her puss. I mean, I think it's uh, potentially her facial expressions while she's sucking a dick. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the fact that she hates it and she loves. Oh, she it. loves it. She loves it. You know who loves? You know which porn star really loves to get fucked? And I like. I don't think it's an act. I really think she enjoys getting fucked. Is Veronica Avelove? If you never looked her up, look her up and watch her get fucked. Veronica Avelove, definitely. A-V-L-U-V. She's an older woman, but she loves the cock. That is no way she's faking that. <laughs> Watch a well, couple of her, and well, you'll, I mean. Well, well, let me tell you, the original thing with the previous queen, Ms. Ray, 
let's see, we're being formal now. Ms. Braids, Ms. Ray, um, Adria, if if I may be so bold. By the way, Brandy, Adria, if oh, if, God. if you want to come on the show, you're so stupid. <laughs> no, but it, she she always had this goofy, goofy, drunk twenty year old grin on her face, like. I've got 10 guys throwing batter all over me and I'm smiling. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I got to I got to take my dog here. She's bothering me. Oh, it sounds like it. If we go from one bitch to another. Hey, you know yeah. what? We'll put abomination off for next week. Abomination, you're just getting bumped again. No, but we'll talk about abomination next time. Abomination next week and whatever other board game yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to play something else. We're gonna, all right, we're going to talk about Abomination next week. So, all right. Well, you've got Brandy to take care of. It, it's been an evening. I guess that's it, Mike. Yep. All right, Ryan. Well, uh, you have a good evening. Tell Beth I said hello. I will. And I will catch you later. All right, my friends. Until later. I'm Ryan David speaking for Just Fucking Mike. Thanks for listening to this episode of Nerd Cognito, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.